Hey everyone, this is Brandon with the Variety Sports Podcast. You are listening to the seventh inning stretch. Now to your hosts, Logan Stone and Josh Edwards. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Seventh Inning Stretch, uh, our, the special episode of the week where we talk about none other but than our favorite St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I'm your host, Logan Stone, and uh, with me is my co-host, Josh Edwards. Uh, how are you doing? Is uh, are you ready to hus our bus and? Uh, gush about our Cardinals or I'm always ready to gush and fuss and scream and yell and cuss and sing from the mountaintops for our team. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. So maybe today I am. I don't know if I'm (laughs) optimistic today. Okay. Let's get into this. So I'm going to go over what our uh, projections are in 2022, who we got. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's see. In 2021, we had a 90 and 72 uh, record and are projected to have an 81 and 81 uh, 2022. Uh, we added Albert Pujols, Stephen Matz, Corey Dickerson, Drew Verhagen. Um, let's see, who else did we grab? We got uh, Blake Parker, Aaron Brooks, Nick Wick- Whitgren. Um, yeah, and. We lost Jordan, uh, not Jordan Walker, uh, Andrew Miller, John Lester, Wade LeBron, LeBlanc, Wang Young Kim, Luis Garcia, Jay Happ. Um, we have the 16th ranked uh, farm system with Jordan Walker at the number uh, uh, number 30 in the top 100. Nolan Gorman as number 33. Matthew Libertor as 43. Uh, the team is infuriating, as we said. Um, yeah, so, uh, I want to talk about really the guys, let, or before we talk about the guys we got, I want to talk about, uh, the Schilt firing, uh, huge shocker for Cardinal Nation. Um, he had a, uh, a week after they lost in the wild card, um, former manager of the year, uh, back in 2019, he had a 252, and 199 record, which is a 50, uh, 559% uh, winning percentage. Uh, they, they said they fired him because of philosophical, uh, philosophical differences, which I believe because was because of analytics, an old school kind of manager and probably doesn't buy into analytics as much as, uh, some of the other players do. Uh, Mike Matheny didn't buy into analytics either, and after uh, he was fired, he actually went and learned analytics and said analytics was uh, very useful. Fun fact right there. Um, They went and hired uh, Ali Marmol. Uh, We can get into the Ali Marmol thing, but uh, right now I just want to get your uh, take on the Cardinals firing Mike Schilt. Well, getting rid of Schilty – I'm not going to say I didn't have my problems with him. I mean, there were plenty of times where I told my family that he needed to go yeah. <laughs> in the previous seasons. Um, overall, I mean, I think the guy was a good manager. He'd been with the Cardinals for so long. Um, I was blindsided by the fact they let him go. Um, I mean, to, to say it caught me off guard would be an understatement. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it also came down to that Ali Marmol is, from what I understand, is seen as one of the next big – good managers in baseball who's going to have a future. So I think part of it also came down to they wanted to get Marmol into a place where he would feel comfortable and wanted um, for the long term so they didn't lose him. I think that had part of it to do, part to do with it. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of it, yeah, it comes down to analytics crap. Um, yes, it's useful. I would agree. But baseball, we've seen great teams be for generations now. And analytics were never a part of it. It was about the feel of the team, the camaraderie in the locker room, and good management and good players. Um, I'm not big on the analytical baseball. I'm not going to lie to you, man. Um, yeah. I grew up on the old school sport. Of, you know, you go with your gut feeling, and it is what it is, and you rock and roll with it. So, I mean, 
there's nothing we can do about it. All we can do is hope that um, all the experience that Ali has um, and with the team he's going to have around him and the ownership group he has around him, be it how we like them some days and we hate them others, um, that he is successful and he uh, gets us back to another pennant here uh, in the 2020s. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was shocked too because uh, that same week uh, – there was, uh, I think, uh, Katie Wu and uh, some of the other baseball guys, uh, reporters were saying that the Cardinals were expected to extend him, uh, right. Mike Schilt, uh, that uh, for a couple years. And so when uh, I found out, I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. But, you know, thinking about it, um, you know, I said the analytics thing, which I think we can get into the whole analytics and what it does for baseball. And I just rewatched. It's, I mean, I still love that movie, but um, I mean, I kind of have a feeling that had a feeling that they weren't wanting Mike Schilt to be the manager um, back in 2018. Uh, I think he was just an interim guy and he led the Cardinals to a, big 2018 uh, comeback year where they almost made the playoffs, but just missed it. And so they kind of kept him just to see. And, um, you know, the USA article just came out like in the last week and um, in it, uh, Schultz said uh, he kind of acted like he was, he was wanting to make some off-season moves and seemed like he was pushing the front office to go out and get some bigger free agents and not just scrap guys. Um, and I think he was really wanting to go all in on a World Series team because, I mean, you and I can both agree that the Cardinals would have the most potential to have to win a World Series like they have a great outfield. They have the best third baseman in baseball. They have a very underrated first ba- uh, first baseman in baseball in Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, they, have, they have Adam Wainwright, who's the ace. Uh, Jack Flaherty, who will be the ace. Dakota Hudson. Um, even Steven Matz. He's, he's going to be really good when he's healthy. Um, but I think they had um, – they had a lot of holes in it and we'll get into the holes later, but yeah, it's, uh, it kind of seemed like it kind of just seemed. And I think they were wanting to go get with a manager who was more analytically savvy, um, for a while. And they just kind of, uh, had to stick with Schilt for a while. Cause 2019, he wins manager of the year. 2020 is kind of an off year. So, yeah. So, but, yeah. Uh, still, after that 17-game streak they ran up together last year, yeah, I think that's what blew my mind. Um, obviously, he had the uh, clubhouse in order. The guys obviously liked him. I mean, with all the youth we had, because he spent so much time down in the minors, these guys knew him. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that that's the one thing I'm really worried about this year. Um with Ollie being so young, but I think with uh, the addition of bringing Schumacher back to be the bench coach, with Yachty being there still, with Wayno being there, um, with veterans like Goldie and Nolan Arenado, even though Nolan's new to the Cardinal clubhouse, um, I think having those guys as a pinnacle and a, or a pillar to uh, build him on, I think he, I think he's got a shot to be good. Um, from what I've seen on him in interviews and, and read what he says, he seems like he knows what he's doing. Um, he says the right things at the right time. We're just going to see if he puts it into practice. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was the uh, Schilt news. Um, let's see. Like I said, they hired uh, Ali Marmol, um, which, yeah, like you said, he was a favorite for the club for a while. It seemed like uh, – uh, I don't hate Marmol, but I did. Uh, I did kind of regret that they didn't go uh, make a pursuit for Bob Melvin, uh, the A's manager. Um, he's very analytically savvy. It seems um, he was on board with it, and 
he's a really good manager, I think. And uh, but I think Ali Marmol is definitely going to do well for the Cardinals. Uh, did you have a preference on a manager? Or... Uh, the guy I would want would ne- would probably never come back to St. Louis. Um, well, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I love Tony, man. Um, I would have taken Lewis. I would have taken uh, Show Walter, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've mentioned previously, I'm big into the old school managers. I'm not big on the analytics. Yeah. I do think the analytics serve a purpose. Um, but on a deeper dive of analytics, I think it's also destroying the game of baseball. Yeah. Um, being like I said, that I'm an old school ball guy. Like they don't run the bases. Pitchers don't pitch more than five or six innings anymore. Um, I hate the shift. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I am a traditionalist. Like I hate the fact that we have a DH in the NL now. Um, it takes away so much strategy. The double shift is gone. Um, I wouldn't say I'm against the pitch clock though. Not to get into all the new rules. I know I'm sidetracking here. No, no, it's fine. Uh, but I'm not against the, the pitch clock. I think that's going to be good for the game, especially for our youth, because let's be honest, kids are not into baseball like probably you were, and I know I was growing up. Yeah. Um, it's just not a way of life for them like it was for us. And, and I mean, I grew up on baseball. Baseball, I, mm. I mean, when it was the off season, I just couldn't wait for, you know, winter meetings and, and spring training to start. So – I don't know. I don't like the analytics. I think it's damaged the game from what it should be. Um, I do believe it has a purpose. I do believe it serves a purpose and has a place in the game. I just think it's it's too much, too fast at least. Um, so, yeah, I would have preferred an old school guy. But with the youth we have on the team, I can understand why they went with the younger manager. Um, and I guess if you're going to go with the younger manager, go with the guy who was in our system, who knows the Cardinal way, um, who understands the fan base. I, I I don't have an argument against Ali Marmol. I really don't. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you really would, the other guy I would have loved to see, and this is might be out of left field for everybody, Jose Okendo. Yeah. That's who I really really wanted. He. Yeah, he's been. I mean, he's always been rumored. Uh, back in 2012, when he was uh, when Larissa retired, he was going to be up for the job. It seemed like and. Uh, it. I don't know if he's kind of just not wanting to manage, or uh, it just seems like it would be his to lose if he wanted it. But well, I uh, think he wanted to manage. I think that's why he wasn't with the team last year. Oh, that make that makes sense. That's my personal opinion. Now, I did see a picture of him at spring training in Cardinals uniform, and then I didn't see any. And that was the very beginning of spring training where they reported, and I saw nothing about him since I yeah. saw that picture. So I was like, hold on, is he with the team? Is he not with the team? And granted, I haven't done any research on it, so I don't know what the standing is. But, I mean, my whole thought was he got pissy when um, they gave it to Schilt, and he wrote it out for a little bit. And then when they let Schilt continue to have the team, I think that's why he left. But I, I'm a big Jose Okendo fan. So Yeah, uh, I can't remember what is – yeah, I think he was – well, not, not bench coach last year, but – yeah, he was with the organization, but yeah, he wasn't a uh, a big deal like he used to be. Um, but uh, with your thing on analytics, uh, I kind of coined this phrase, and it's like uh, I think baseball teams uh, view analytics uh, should view analytics like a tool and not a strategy. Um, yes. Twenty Twenty World Series with Kevin Cash, I and the Rays. That where you know you should have kept Blake Snell in, uh, they wear out their pitchers, but that's an argument for another day. But, uh, um, yeah, so yeah, those Cardinals, I mean, they made a bunch of other interesting moves. They uh went out and got Steve, uh, Steven Matz, who in 21 uh had a 14 and 7 record. Uh, with 150 pitch, uh, innings pitched, uh, 3.82 ERA, a 115 uh, ERA plus, a 3.79 FIP, and a 1.33 uh, WHIP. Um, they also went, uh, yeah. Or actually, before we even go out and go to the other guys, uh, what do you think of Stephen Matz? I was going to say, can we do these one at a time? Yeah. Um, 
so I'm actually really happy with the Matt's pickup. Um, I think he, he's a ground ball pitcher. Um, he's not going to go out there and, you know, get us 12 K's every outing. Um, but he's a ground ball pitcher, which is what we need. I mean, let's be honest. We have one of the best defenses in the league, if not the best defense in the league. We had five gold glovers last year. Every single one of them came back. We got guys who are on the cusp of gold gloves who didn't get them last year. Um, I think I think Steve Matz was probably – no, I'm going to say it. In my opinion, he's our best offseason pickup. And he's not even a star player. Oh, yeah. But he's our best, our smartest offseason pickup. He's going to throw a lot of ground balls. He's he, he's going to make things happen that's going to fit into the way our team works. I'm excited to have him on the team. That was a good pickup. And especially knowing how bad the Mets wanted to, to, him, to get him back. And they were super salty when he signed him with the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm – he was a really good. He was a good pickup. Um, I think for him, uh, the problem I have with him is he gets injured uh, pretty easy. Uh, I think he only made twenty starts last year. Um, he has a really good FIP, which um, I don't know about you, but FIP is kind of the stat that uh, the stat that I really like. Um, okay. Yeah, but. Um, I'll I'll get into this now, but uh, you know the they they were in talks with Marcus Stroman, who apparently I mean they were really close apparently with uh, Stroman because Stroman was tweeting out things with the Cardinals saying, "Hey, Cardinal fans, look out" uh, yeah. and stuff like that, and and then I think the the lockout was looming for the Cardinals and they wanted to lock up someone quick. And I think they kind of pulled away from Stroman and then went to Matt's. Um, and then Stroman ended up going to the stinking Cubs. Um, so, which was a bummer. Uh, I would, I think I would have personally gone wanted, uh, or I would have personally wanted uh, Stroman but I think Matt's, uh, yeah, like you said, when he's a ground, he's a ground ball pitcher. He's gonna, and with that defense that we have, which I think is most definitely, I think the Gold Gloves prove it. Um, I think with that defense, he's definitely gonna thrive a lot more. And um, yeah, so uh, that's all I have on Stephen Matt's. Uh, the next one was Drew Verhagen. Um, apparently, Drew Verhagen uh, found some success in the Japan League. He hasn't pitched in the MLB since 2019. Um, yeah, I couldn't really find any big stats on him. He's okay, I guess. Um, what do you think about him? I think it was one of the biggest mistakes of the offseason. Really? Yeah. Um yeah, he went over to Japan, found his stuff in Japan. I know in uh, 2019, I believe he was with Detroit. Um, haven't seen anybody talking anything good about him. Haven't seen anybody say anything really bad about him either. But um, and since I don't know much about him, I had to rely on spring training. I know spring training was abbreviated, and we get to see everything we normally get to see. But um, I know they don't even have him in the starting rotation, and that's what they signed him to be, the starting pitcher. I know they got him in the bullpen right now. Yeah. So, um, but we also haven't announced our fifth starter yet. So, I mean, that could all change tomorrow uh, yeah. or before opening day. Uh, I'm just not impressed by what I've seen and what I've heard about him. Um, the contract, I think, is what bothers me more than anything. I mean, if we would gotten him a little bit cheaper, I probably would be a little more okay with it. But um, for what we're going to pay him, I'm not thrilled about the signing. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. He kind of, I know the Cardinals like picking up these. Uh, the Japanese players and like uh, Miles Michaelis, uh, who was a big deal for the Cardinals uh, back in 2018, 2019. Um, and Kwang Hyung Kim, actually Korean, uh, did actually really well. Were you surprised? I know this is coming off Verhagen, but I, I've had enough of Verhagen. Um, were you surprised by uh, Kim leaving last year? Yeah, I honestly, I was. Um, and I don't know if he was homesick or not. I know that he got a 
huge like for Korean baseball. He got a massive contract with like four years, twelve million, which I guess is a pretty big contract over there um, with some Korean team. Um, yeah, I you know I liked KK. Um, I thought his delivery was a little weird and his pitches came out of his hand a little odd, but I think that worked to his advantage because it's not something you normally see over here in the MLB. Um, yeah, he had his injuries and he had his issues from time to time, but. You know, he was a he was a serviceable little lefty. Um, disappointed that he's gone, but um, there's nothing we can do for about him at that this point, um, except wish him the best over there back in Korea, and uh, you know, hopefully he has a great rest of his career and enjoys the time he gets with his family. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I was surprised that uh, he didn't at least go to another MLB team. Um, his numbers were pretty serviceable, like a. A four twenty two FIP, a one thirty four ERA plus, um, two uh, ninety seven ERA, and a uh, one twenty one WHIP. Um, yeah, it was. I was surprising that he wasn't uh, liked by any other team or wasn't re-signed by the Cardinals at least. Um, me off guard. Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, the other one was Blake Parker. Uh, Blake Parker, I don't think, is has a spot on the opening day roster right now. Um, no. uh, in 2021, he's actually the one uh, reliever that I was okay with. Uh, I was pretty excited about. Uh, in 47 games, he had a 3.09 ERA, a 1.30 WHIP, a 1.42 E+, and a 4.06 FIP. Um, he played with the guard or the Indians last year. They weren't the Guardians, um, so uh, obviously a terrible team. The and the whip kind of is a little uh, might be a little inflated, might be a little or, but yeah, I don't think his team helped him at all. But uh, the, he's an interesting pickup. I I don't know why he day roster it might be because i don't know i don't know <laughs> um, i don't know about the guy to even chirp in on that one um all i can assume is that he didn't have a good showing in spring and they're gonna see what else they got i know they're really excited about this um palante kid yeah who made the opening day roster um so maybe he beat him out um i'm really not sure i didn't hear much about him coming into it i mean i knew he was with cleveland but that's about all i know about him yeah um yeah that's basically it aaron brooks hasn't played since uh in the league since 2019 and wasn't good in that year uh terrible um let's see nick whitgren uh 2021 uh he had in 60 games he has a 505 era 87 era plus 125 whip and a 484 fip um yeah terrible uh do you have any thoughts on those two guys? Bad signings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then they uh, get a couple of hitters. Uh, Albert Pujols, you may have heard of him. Uh, oh, man. He, 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 something about him reminds yeah. me of some guy who used to be really, really, really good. I think took us to a couple World Series. I think had three MVPs. Probably could have had eight if you go and look at all the stats for the years. Mm. Something about that guy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. Uh, it's fun. It's weird getting him back because uh, I mean we can talk about the our reactions to when he came back because um, like 2011 he leaves before Christmas or right after the World Series and then everyone hates him. They're destroying his uh, statue. They're burning his jerseys and uh I, I i had a fat head of him i tore it down and threw it outside for like two days and i took the jersey and i i just threw it in the storage room for a little a uh, couple days i was like i don't want to burn it because i know he's going to come back um when he was let go by the angels last year everyone was saying it's going to be the cardinals and then a lot of Cardinal fans were talking about how is their the Cardinals' duty to uh, bring him back because it's the right thing to do, which we can talk about their 
that philosophical thing right there. Um, and then the Dodgers picked him up. He in 85 games with the Dodgers, he had a, a, a 254 batting average, 299 on base percentage, a 460 slugging, and a 759 OPS, uh, and a 101 OPS plus, um, which is really good. And uh, yeah. against lefty pitching, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Even a little bit of right-handed pitching, I think uh, people are um, underestimating his power against righties still. But uh, what do you, what was your reaction of the pool hole signing? All right, so you're hearing more out of me on this than probably anything else. Okay. So let's go back to when he left. I bought out of my own pocket two years before he left my first real, you know, the authentic MLB jersey. I got it in the white, the home white, and I wore it all the time. Hell, man. Um, I wore the thing in my senior pictures for high school. Yeah. And I was in Indiana. So I was in Cub and and Red Territory, and I wore this thing for my senior pitchers. I pissed a lot of people off. Uh, I loved him. Um, Pools was – Pools and Yachty, um, easily two of my favorite Cardinal players, at least in my lifetime. Um, I mean, they top Big Mac for me even. Really? Um, And that's – yeah, that's saying a lot, I know. Um, But it was always Pools and Yachty for me. Um, So when he left, I was very – even at the point where, I mean, I was, when I was 18, 19, 20 years old when he left. And um, I, it was emotional for me. It was, uh, I felt like he stabbed us in the back. Um, I was mad. I didn't understand. I was still too immature at that point in my life to understand it's a business. It's not just about the town. It's not just about the game. Because for me, it always will be. I didn't I didn't look at it from an adult perspective. Um, so I hung the jersey up. I was never going to get rid of it because I invested too much money into it. <laughs> um, yeah. But I hung it up. I should have it again. Uh, so um, I'll be honest with you. It's still hanging up. I still haven't gotten it out yet. Um, just because I haven't. Um, I'm sure I'll wear it to the first game I go to this year, um, especially if I know he's in the lineup. So it was, it was tough on me as, as, a, as a young man, um, as, as a Cardinal fan. It was, it was difficult. So when I got the word he was coming back, the funny part was I told my mom, and I don't know if I've told you this, my family is very, very diehard Cardinal baseball. Like, everybody in my family is diehard Cardinal baseball. So yeah. I uh, – Same here. So I told my parents in the offseason, I said, hey, we're getting Yachty back this offseason. Watch. We're going to go get a big bat, and we are going to get Yachty – or we're going to get AP back, and we're going to do a victory tour, and we're going to win the World Series. So I called this to my family, and they were like, you're crazy. You're out of your mind. <laughs> um, yeah. and I'm like, just wait and see. Because I was like, we're going to get a big bat. We're going to get a left-handed pitcher. It's going to be fantastic and amazing and everything. Well, we got our back. Little to say, I was overjoyed. Um, I was ecstatic about it. I still am. Um, looking at his numbers against left-handed pitchers, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. I also think that he will um, – I think he's going to eat up right-handed batters, right-handed pitchers too. Yeah. So, yeah, I was telling my parents that um, we were going to get pools back, we were going to get a left-handed pitcher, and we were going to get a bat. Um, and they all thought I was nuts. And lo and behold, I got one out of the three pieces I told them I was going to get. <laughs> yeah. Um, so needless to say, I'm super excited. I think he's going to do uh, – I think he's going to be a terrorist against left-handed pitchers. Um, but looking at the stats and when listening to some of the, you know, the major league um, analysts and broadcasters, you know, Pujols' biggest problems is against hard-throwing pitchers. Well, when you look mm. at the Central Division, um, there's not a whole lot of hard-throwing right-handers out there. and but There's not a lot of lefties either, but – there's not a lot of those hard fire throwing um, righties. So I think we're going to see Pujols a little bit more um, than we all originally expected, unless he hits that downslope. And then I think we're going to see Dickerson, um, which I'm sure we're going to get to him in a minute. But um, no, I, uh, I'm, I'm excited to have him back. I think it's going to be great for the city. I mean, worst case scenario, the Cardinals are going to get that two and a half million dollars. We're going to pay him for this year back and then some. Yeah. 
So I, I think it was a good choice, um, you know, especially with Yachty's hands last year since he's going to be managing some Venezuelan team next year. Um, I'm assuming this is going to be Wayno's last year at his age. Um, I don't know how much more his arm will be able to take. It uh, has to be. He's not going to pitch without Yachty. Uh, and yeah. So, but yeah. So I'm excited for it, man. Um, I hope you are too. Um, yeah. Just, I think it's more about childhood. Um, oh, what's that called? Nostalgia. There you go. Nostalgia. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's going to be great. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun regardless. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when he got released by the angels, I, I didn't want any part of him. I was like, he's done. He's screwed us over and from like, cause he left us for lo- less money. Um, cause he got his feelings hurt by Mo and Bill DeWitt. Um, and then he went to the Dodgers and I was like, you know what, what he's done with the Dodgers. I can, he, something with the Dodgers just turned him back on and just kind of, he, I guess something with it being on a competitive team made him, uh, like, uh, made him a better hitter than he has been with the angels lately. And so I was like, okay, we're going to get Albert Pujols next in the off season and I'm going to be okay with it. And then people were my, I know all my family was like, ah, they're, you're not going to, or, uh, you're crazy. Their Cardinals aren't going to get them. Uh, I know in the fan group that we are in, it was very 50, 50 people were yep. still mad at him. People were, and I was, but uh, when I found out that the Cardinals had gotten him, uh, gotten him, um, I, uh, I got really giddy. Uh, I, I was smiling from ear to ear and it was so weird because it was like, it was on on 15 again uh, back in 2011 when he was here and he was playing for us and won the world series. And it was like, nothing had happened. Like I, I always heard people say that phrase and I was like, that is the dumbest phrase I've ever heard. I honestly, I got what they understood or what they said whenever, uh, or I finally understood what they meant. And, uh, yeah, so I'm really excited to see him. He's not going to be a 30 home run guy anymore, and I don't think people should expect that. But I think he is going to be very helpful, um, and he's very good in the clutch. He's very good um, at teaching the younger guys. Dylan Carlson, if he could teach Den- or pass some wisdom off to Dylan Car- Carlson like Mark McGuire did to him, um, in the tail end of his career, uh, this is going to be uh, the big, the easiest two point five million dollars the Cardinals have ever spent. Um, so I, I completely agree with you on that. Yeah, um, yeah. If he can, I think his mentorship in the clubhouse to the young guys we have on the team is going to be uh, invaluable to them growing up especially if they're going to stay with the organization for a long period of time. Um, Carlson, Bader, O'Neal, um, you know, maybe even helping DeYoung out here and there if DeYoung goes cold in the middle of the season. Mm. Um, but any of these young kids who come up and down, Newt Barr, Gorman, mm. um, I think I think he's – yeah, I think what we're going to pay this year for him is worth every penny as long as he helps kids develop. Yeah. Um, yeah, so – that's uh, Albert Pujols. Uh, then we got – or before we got Pujols, we got uh, Corey Dickerson. Dickerson. Uh, 2021, he had a – in 109 games, he had a three uh, – or 336 at-bats. He had a 271 batting average, 326 on base percentage, 408 slugging, a 734 OP, uh, OPS, and a 99 OPS plus. Um, n- not too shabby. Um, he was on the – uh, Marlins and uh, Blue Jays last year. Uh, I was kind of surprised in a good way uh, by his stats. Um, 734 OPS and 99 OPS plus. 99 OPS plus is just under average, but 
I don't know. I I think I'm okay with this signing. Uh, is he? Would I have rather had like Kyle Schwarber? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, and like, but I think for what the Cardinals got, it wasn't a bad move. I don't think. Uh, what do you think about him? Uh, he's on a one-year contract, so I'm okay with it. Um, you know, I don't really know much a whole lot about the guy. I mean, like I said, his numbers look like he's serviceable. Um, I don't think he's gonna be a. I don't think he's gonna be a world beater for us, but uh, no. as long as he serves his purpose and uh, he buys into, I think it's. I'll be honest with you. I think it's hard for any player who comes here to not buy into the city, mm. um, and and the passion that the fans have for the team. He's a hometown kid too. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he said he was born in St. Charles. Oh well, sure. Then this should be a good fit. Um, that makes my expectation a little bit higher. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, I mean, I, I think he'll be all right. I think. Uh, I mean, I, I'm curious as to how good he is as a defensive outfielder because isn't that his primary position, outfield? Um. Yes, outfield. Yeah. So is he going to fill in from time to time? How will he do in the outfield if uh, Bader or O'Neill get hurt or Carlson gets hurt? I mean, I know we got Newbar up too, but Newbar's still young and, and he's got some development. Um, will this will this Dickerson guy, will he be able to uh, service out there if he needs to play 15 games in a row in the outfield? How will he do? Um, yeah. Obviously, if that were to happen, that puts um, – Pujols is more of a full-time DH in that time period if that would ever happen. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I don't have a problem with that signing. I'm good with that one. I would I would put him below Matt's and probably equal with Albert. Yeah. It, you kind of, like, I don't know if unintentionally uh, or intentionally, but you kind of do bring up something like if – an outfielder gets injured, or God forbid, Paul injured. We oh God, pull holes and uh, Dickerson as a package deal. Like Pujols is going to go against lefties, and Dickerson's going to go against righties. Um, and sometimes they'll go like they'll go against their own guys. But uh, but if like if Pujols becomes a full time DH against lefties and righties or Dickerson becomes full-time DH against lefties versus righty or lefties and righties. We may have a problem. Like those guys are good if we combine them, but if like we treat them as their own person, I guess, in a way that sounds really bad. Uh, (laughs) But uh yeah, it's like it seems like that would be pretty detrimental. Oh yeah, uh, very well could be. Uh, but because I don't think I don't know if Pools could play 15 games at first base unless he absolutely had to. I don't mm-hmm. know if his feet would hold up. Oh man. Um. So yeah, I hope it doesn't come down to that. I mean, if it's an outfield thing, we can float Newt Bar um, out there and platoon him out there, so Dickerson doesn't have to play every day in case he's not as good as we might need him to be. But, um, you know, with, with Bader's theatrics in the outfield, the way he likes to dive for balls, it's bound to determine he's going to, you know, crack a rib or yeah. something sometime. I hope he doesn't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I hope he doesn't. But, I mean, with the way he plays the game, with the heart and the passion he puts into it, he's bound to get dinged up here and there. Yeah. He, he... – what he missed about 40 games in 21, I think Bader did. So, yeah, I mean, Newbar's a good uh, backup. Hopefully he stays good um, in that small sample size that we did have him in. Um, he looked pretty promising. Right. Uh, already a fan favorite. Um, and that was basically all the uh, free agent signings that we got this year. So, uh, uh, they just – they just seem like they were just scraping the bottom of the barrel and aren't willing to spend the money on the team. They were talking to some free agents in this offseason, uh, Marcus Stroman, like I said, uh, Trevor Story, Ryan DePera, Sean Manaya. Um, were there some guys that you were thinking the Cardinals should have gotten uh, this offseason? Um, 
Let's play GM. <laughs> yeah, let's play GM. I like playing GM. Um, so, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm a big fan of, and I know we're only ranked like 16th in the uh, farm system. Mm-hmm. I really, I really like our youth that we have. Um, not that I want to see any of those guys brought up too early. Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay with them not pushing um, like Walker up early, even though he's supposed to be like a godsend for St. Louis. Yeah. Um, <sighs> you know, I wouldn't have minded. I mean, I really wanted to go get a shortstop. Um, but DeYoung, I mean, if he plays the way he played in the spring training, I have to eat crow on that. I really just wanted more pitching. I wanted Stroman uh, really bad. I wanted Tapera. Um, the guy I really, really wanted, and this is bringing another guy back, and you may disagree with me, so if you do, please let me know because I'd love to hear your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, Machine Gun Joe Kelly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, w- I, w- I wasn't against it. I, I was – I was interested in getting him back. He's done really well with the Dodgers and Red Sox since he uh, left us. Um, I, it's kind of weird. I do kind of remember him when he was a starter with us and kind of pulling my hair out because he pissed us off so much. Um, seemed like he was terrible with the Cardinals when he was a starter. Pretty good when he was a reliever, it seemed like. Um, uh, I think we even – I don't even remember what we traded him for. I remember we traded him and Alan Craig, but uh, yeah, I would have been, I would have been okay with Joe Kelly. Um, Colin McHugh uh, would have been somebody and uh, Ryan DePere for the bullpen. Uh, bullpen. I had a trade uh, for uh, Chris Bassett uh, and Tony Kemp from the A's that I really wanted to do. What were you uh, willing to give up? I can't remember exactly who that I was willing to give up. Uh, Gorman and Lip, maybe even Liptor. Really? I can't. Yeah, I mean. Oh man. Yeah i I really wanted Chris Bassett. Uh, I think he's a free agent at the end of the year, but Tony Kemp, I think he filled in a really good role because he plays second base. Uh, and the outfield. Uh, I do not like uh, Tommy Edmond. He often defensively, defensively, he's a really good uh, fielder. And when he gets on base, he's um, like super fast. And I really like that. He steals bases. I think he got 30 stolen bases last year. Uh, I'm pulling up his stats right now. Uh, but the problem is that he doesn't get on base very much uh let's see he's streaky yeah let's see in 2021 he had a uh 262 batting average 308 on base percentage 387 slugging a 695 ops and a 93 ops plus uh how many stolen bases was it uh 30 stolen bases um so, and he had 641 at bats. Um, so he was below average on the on all the stats. And I don't know. I just think that there was an upgrade that we could have done. Um, but what do you think of Tommy Edmond? I wish we wouldn't have gotten rid of Colton Wong. That's what I think about Tommy Edmond. <sighs> Yeah, I I wasn't a big fan of Tommy or uh, Colton Wong either. What? Yeah, you didn't like the fl- the flying Hawaiian? Oh, I I did I did love his fielding. I mean, his fielding I think was the single greatest. I, I think he might be the single greatest second defensive second baseman I've seen. Uh, I know I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, I don't know of all time, but yeah, he but his offense kind of was scary to me to, or was kind of flat too for me. Um, Let's see. I'm looking up his stats Uh, with Milwaukee. He had a, well, he did have a 783 uh, OPS and a 108 OPS plus 
450 at bats. So he, how many he, steals? Uh, no, not 50. Uh, pew, 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 12. That's it. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More than that. Yeah. Well. Yeah, his uh, on-base percentage in 2019 was 361. So, I mean, I don't know why I didn't like him. I just didn't. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember it. It seems, it seems like, like hindsight 2020. He's like, he was pretty good. So I'm, I'm eating crow right now. I mean, I, I thought he was a problem for the Cardinals, but uh, I think he was still developing. Yeah, to be honest with you, and then I think they thought Edmund was going to turn into like, you know, Fernando Vina, um, and he never really did. Do you remember Fernando Vina? No. Oh, dude, he was uh, he was, he would lean into the home plate and he would take hits. Um, mm. I love Fernando Vina, man. Back in the day, um, he paired off with, if I recall correctly, now you're testing my age here. Mm. I think he he was here with Edgar Renteria. Ooh, Edgar Renteria. He was uh, – so I had the 1997 King Griffey Slugfest on the Nintendo 64 back when I was a little kid. And Edgar Renteria – I mean, obviously Mark McGuire was my favorite player of the Cardinals, but Edgar Renteria, I loved him. Uh, not 90, not 1997 because he, he was with the Marlins. He actually uh, – he actually hit the walk off in the '97 World Series right. on my birthday. Uh, so, but uh, I think maybe it was '98. Uh, anyways, so yeah, Edgar Renteria. But uh, yeah, so I was really thinking that the Cardinals should get uh, Mark's, Marcus Stroman, uh, Chris Bassett, even even try to go get Tyler Glass now. Now I know Tyler Glass now uh, went under Tommy John surgery and he's out for all of 2021, but he has uh, another year in 20 or 20. He's going to be out in 2022, but uh, he has another year left of arbitration after this. For And um, I think, I think he would be the good replacement for Wainwright. I think the Cardinals need a good replacement for Wainwright. Um, and, you know, Flaherty, is definitely going to be the ace. Uh, he does get injured a tad. Um, seems like more recently. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, Trevor's story, I think would have been a really good, uh, addition to, um, we talked about the cores effect. I think the cores effect is kind of hurting his, kind of hurt his, um, uh free agency market yeah the market on him uh but yeah it, i think he's gonna tear stuff up in uh finway uh hey, can i say something unpopular real quick yeah yeah so i can get this off my chest so we don't uh, talk about it later in the season okay i don't like jack flaherty <sighs> man what is it about him just the injury or um, so the injuries are a, um, kind of a side effect from not liking him for me, but, um, I think he's a prick. Yeah. Um, I think he's a cocky, arrogant prick. Um, I don't think he's as good as he thinks he is. I don't think he's worth the money that he deserves, that he thinks he deserves. And the fact that he's going to leave St. Louis as soon as he gets a chance, I don't know understand why the organization worries about him so much. He doesn't want to be here. He wants to go play in a big market city. My personal opinion is if everybody else is so high on him, let's go trade trade him for somebody who's going to fit in with our team, our city's culture, mm. and who's a cardinal way of cardinal baseball player before we can't get anything for him. Yeah. That's why I don't like him because of the comments he's made and the fact that he's made it very well known that he wants out of St. Louis. So I want no investment in him whatsoever. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I like. Flurries. He's a good player. Yeah, I don't know. He's a good pitcher. I'll give I give him his credit where it's due. I just don't like him. Yeah, uh, yeah, I kind of get. I don't know. I, I'm I'm torn. I know he kind of. I think 
I know he kind of wants to go to the Dodgers or LA whenever he, he uh, gets back. But uh, I mean, if he signs a long-term contract with the Cardinals and stays, I mean, I'd be happy for it. Um, that would change my opinion. Yeah. If, so uh, like that would change my opinion, but just the way he talks, like I'm just like, dude, get out of here. I, I saw him. 2019, uh, he took a no hitter into the, like the seventh inning. I was I was so excited. But uh, before the game, before each of his games, he he uh, grabs his glove and he puts it over his face as he's walking to the dugout, and he'll just start screaming into the glove. And I love that. I mean, I do know he's cocky, but I kind of we can talk about the Cardinal way more in depth in another uh in another couple episodes or whatever but i i kind of think that the cardinal way kind of gets in the way of some things i think you do need to have a little bit of sass and uh cockiness and definitely not and i understand that you're saying that he's cocky in a way that like against the team personally and uh, not professionally and it's just yeah i I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm very mixed on him. I just think as long as he's racking up strikeouts and winning games for us, I'm okay. If he leaves, he leaves. I'm not going to be as hurt at at it by or by him leaving as much as I would be with Albert leaving. But it's whatever. Um, yeah, uh, I've been it? spoiled, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. Because yeah. of the era I grew up in, I got spoiled with guys who loved the organization and did what was best for the organization. I don't like these young kids thinking that they're bigger than the game or bigger than the city or more important than the fans. So guys like Yachty, Wayno, um, going back to Mark, Ozzy, Ray Langford, those yeah. guys, those that's the kind of character I want on my team. And I know character doesn't win championships. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I love – good character guys who play the game the correct way. Um, that That's kind of where my yeah. hang-up is with him. Like I said, he's a you great pitcher, dude. He's got the stuff. Yeah, Go he's... Um, yeah, you definitely need good character. Uh, and I'm just... Yeah, I just kind of like that attitude of his. And especially... Or not when it's, like, against the city. Um, but they're... I think he's got, I don't know. Like I said, he, it's kind of like a mixed bag for me. Like I pull one thing out and I'm like, Oh man, he's so good. And then I pull another thing out and I'm like, ah, he did say that about us. And then it's just weird. Uh, His swag is too big for his britches. Put it that way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Personally, he's weird. He's uh, not good, but uh, professionally, he's one of the, he's a really good pitcher. Absolutely. Uh, was there uh, anybody else that you wanted to pick up this year? Um, you know, not at the moment, no. I want to see what our team looks like. Um, you know, there's definitely going to be things I'm probably going to want at the trade deadline. Um, like, really disappointed they didn't go get Shamanaya, especially for what he ended up going for. I mean, we could have given up, like, Brendan Donovan mm. and a pick. Um, we would we would didn't have to lose any of our big prospects, and we probably could have got Manaya to – you know, bolster the bullpen a little bit. Um, I would have taken a risk on Carlos Rondon, not for the money he got, but if he would have gone at a little bit of cheaper price, even though he's injury prone, I would have taken a risk on him, but we really need solid pitching. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, Libertor, I mean, did you get to see Libertor at all in the spring? spring uh, no, I haven't. So his stuff looks good, but he's a little inconsistent. So I think he needs another half season or season down in AAA. Um, but he is going to be money. And if he ends up being what I think he'll be in the long term, losing Randy Rosarena is not going to hurt as bad, even though it burns my chaps every time I see a Rosarena do something good mm. right now. Um, <laughs> Let me tell you about Randy Rosarena. Okay, so in 2019 um, – People were talking about him in uh, AAA. He had like unreal numbers. He had like a 
370 uh, batting average and like a 500 on base percentage, something like ridiculously wild. And so they bring him up in 2019 and he's doing well, but he's not getting consistent at bats. And so anyways, and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's going to be so good because I want to replace Bader as soon as possible. I'm excited for him. And then they trade uh, a Rosarina to the Rays for Libertor. And like the rumor was that they traded Libertor or they traded for Libertor for um, so that way they could make a trade package for Arenado uh, and ended up not have to send Libertor because they sent some change. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, so. who's the guy we sent out there? Starts with a G. Um, Gomber? Gomber, yeah. Austin Gomber. Uh, I think it was Angel Torres or something also. And I think the highest uh, prospect that they they gave up was like the number nine. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, so I was I was so angry about the Rosenreina because I was so excited about him. Uh, becoming a staple in that outfield, and now, and at the time, I thought the outfield was the biggest problem. Um, Tyler O'Neill had was not good. Um, Harrison Bader was horrible, um, and Dylan Carlson was unproven yet, even though he was the number one prospect. Um, but yeah, in twenty twenty one, Tyler O'Neill's good. Bader's good. Um, yeah. Carlson looks promising. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's not as uh, good as I was expecting him to be, but I think in 2022, he's going to break out. Uh, are there any players speaking of breaking out? Uh, are there any players that you're just really excited to have, uh, to see this year or, um, expecting to have a big season? Uh, so we're just talking about one of them, Carlson. Yeah. Um, I want to see him have a big season. I want to see Newt Barr. Um, all I want to see Newt Barr do is really hit the ball really, really well this year. Um, if he gets some time in the field, which, I mean, he's going to get some time in the field, but I want to see him take advantage of the opportunities he gets. Um, but, yeah, I want to see Carlson have a breakout year. I want to see Bader do it again. I want to see O'Neal do it again. So, basically, yeah. I want to see our offense – do everything they did last year again. I would like to see DeYoung, you know, have a bounce back year and be like he was in 19. Um, Edmonds got to do something or we're going to have to go get another second baseman next year um, because we do need more offensive production out of second base. But, I mean, if he slings out another gold glove, I can deal with a 270 average. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, if he's got the defense that good, then I'll deal with it. Um and then I want to I want to see this new I want to see Dickerson work out, and I want to see Matt's work out. Um, other than that, I mean, I just need everybody else to play the way they've been playing, and uh, continue doing what they're doing. And I think we're going to be okay. I really do. I'm not I'm not nearly as apprehensive about this season um, as I was, you know, a month and a half ago. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, so something that a stat that keeps me up at night, it has been for about two years now, um, is, uh, in the league, the Cardinals have ranked at the very bottom of all offensive stats. So, uh, they ranked, uh, 13th in batting average. Okay, not bad. Uh, 19th, uh, 19th in uh, on-base percentage. Uh, let's see, 13th in uh, slugging. And 15th in on uh, OPS. Um, it's, which you can't have a, you shouldn't be having that with guys like Nolan Arenado, Tyler O'Neill, who had an amazing year last year, uh, and Paul Goldschmidt, 
at your team. So um, saying that, I will I will say that, you know, Tyler O'Neill, I think, is going to have another breakout season. I think he's going to solidify that he is here now. He's figured it out. Um, he was born in 95. Uh, yeah, I was surprised. I'm surprised by that. Um, he was Harrison, a hockey player, too. Yeah, he's he looks like or he's built like a freight train. Well, his dad was like a Mr. Universe or something or other for Canada. Makes sense. That's uh, why he looks the way he does. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I think Nolan Arenado. I know last year was kind of a down year for him, but I think this year he's going to have a really big year. Uh, uh, people I'm excited about. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely uh, Carlson, Arenado, Goldschmidt. Um, People I think who are really important is Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, and DeYoung. I think those are the three key components in this uh, series or season. Um, but yeah, that's uh, if we if we could get if we could upgrade offensively, I would be okay with that, and I would trade. I would trade some guys. I would trade prospects for a big offensive bat. I would trade Walker for it if uh, need be. Oh, uh, see, I wouldn't trade Walker. I would trade Gorman before I trade Walker. Um, with everything they're saying, Walker's supposed to be. I'm not willing to lose another Randy or Ar- Rosarena. <laughs> I'm just not yeah. willing to do that again. Um, I, unless he starts learning uh, shortstop, uh, I don't know. Because I don't think they want to bring him up just to play. No, he's a uh, first baseman, isn't he? He's a third baseman. Oh, he's a third? Yeah. Uh, he may play first. Because Goldie's like, well, how old is Goldsmith? 33? 34? And Walker's what, 20 or 19? Yeah. So we don't have to bring Walker up for another two or three years. Goldschmidt should be at the end of his prime at that point. If he plays first or can play first, we convert him into a first baseman. Uh, baseball reference just has him as a third baseman. So I don't know if – I mean, I mean, it is hard to play first base, but I, I, think, I, think, I think shortstop or second base would be perfect for him. Play, uh, replace Tommy Edmond. Um, I don't remember when uh, they said. Yeah, it may have been uh, 2024 when they said uh, Jordan Walker would be ready. Um, but I, I, I think if because uh, Arenado is going to be a part of the Cardinals until 2027, unless he opts out next year. But uh, right. Um, Hopefully, he doesn't. Yeah. Man, he's yeah, twenty twenty four, age nineteen. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm excited for him, but I wouldn't be. I think we kind of overvalue our prospects, and I think not just uh, us as fan base, uh, Cardinals fan base, but I think a lot of the league uh, does too. Um, but anyways, that's uh, probably enough for tonight. I mean, we've got about five hours going. I got one more thing I want to ask you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, are you big on how the Cardinals played ball in the 80s? Mm. Yeah. The, uh, stealing bases, using their speed, all so that. This, this is where I think that um, we didn't see any of it really in the spring training. But I think if Ali Marmol wants to make a difference, this is what he does. He has so much speed on this team. You run those freaking bases from first pitch to last pitch every game, mm. and you make them beat you. You make those pitchers nervous. You screw with those infielders, and you steal bases. I want to see 250, 300 stolen bases this year. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Yeah, it's – That'd be exciting and fun to watch. We kind of saw that last year um, under Schilt, uh, but um, – 
yeah, it's yeah, we saw Tommy Edmond, like we said, got 30 uh stolen bases. I think uh O'Neill got some uh st- a couple of stolen bases. Uh I can't remember how much he got, but he uh yeah, he was pretty Bader obviously. Um so yeah, and Lars Newbar I think can uh swipe a couple of bags too. Uh but yeah, you're you're completely right. If they if they could steal bases, that's that is a big. I don't think people really understand how big of a an advantage that is. You're winning the little mind games right there because you're worrying about the pitchers worried about you, the uh, the catchers worried about you. So he doesn't really have opportunities to frame as well. Uh, but yeah, it's. Yeah, if they could steal that, that'd be fun to watch. If I mean, I just I love small ball almost as Same. probably more than I do um, uh, hitting home runs. You know, I think I think whenever someone hits a line drive to left field and it hits the uh, corner, it's it's the greatest feeling ever. Um, running the bases and all that stuff, but yeah, it's. I'm excited for this season. Uh, do you have uh, do you have any predictions for the Cardinals? I think we both said that we're gonna we expect them to win the division. Yeah, win the division. Do you have a, a number in mind? Um, I'm gonna go with 91. 91. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think uh, we mentioned this in the last podcast. Uh, the Brewers they haven't really upgraded. So I think that's detrimental. And I think the Cardinals have, are able to uh, sweep in and take over the central again. So um, even though the odds are against us, but we like that. Um, Anyways, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Do you have any parting words to say before we leave? Uh, you know what? Let's have a great season. Let's have fun with the podcast. And uh, let's get you know, angry. I, man, let's get angry. <laughs> uh, no, this is a lot of fun, man. I really appreciate you guys having me on to be a part of it. Um, I hope I'm doing a good enough job with you guys to stick around and uh, looking forward to recording more, more episodes. Yep. Uh, everybody, goodbye. Oh, thank you. Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.